Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. This is episode 76 for the week of June 4th, 2019. That's right. It's still 2019, believe it or not. It's crazy to think, isn't it, Will? I guess. <laughs> Just throw a curveball at you. You, you know, know we haven't done that recently, so. Funny, I... funny thing, so Uh-oh. my work, yeah. the fiscal year is now FY20 for us, so I actually stuttered in my mind when I was like, when you said 19, so it's kind of funny you brought that up. Oh my god, anyway. see, we were on the same wavelength there. You're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Um, My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and this week, I'm joined by how the man with the blinding monitor... Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? Uh, Doing just fine. It's a Monday. It is a Monday. Frustrations at work, as always, you know, Mondays. Yeah. I'm glad I'm home and here talking Halo. Will, I am so excited about this episode. Why is that? Woo! We're going to have a few different ranty Josh moments that are going to be coming up later on in the show, so get fucking psyched. Just... Keep it civil, please. Oh, trust me. There's going to be civility, but there's also going to be ranty. No boy. It's going to come in hot. But before we get into any of that, here's what's coming up on this week's show. We have an announcement to make. If you haven't seen it everywhere, I mean, you should have seen it by now, but we're going to announce it on the show because we haven't announced it yet. Uh, We have Europa Halo rosters that Will's going to read through. There's a bunch of them. Get excited, Will. It's for the 2v2. So not four players per team. You're going to be all right. I promise. Then we have uh, Reach MCC news. There's a lot of it. Um, we have tournament recaps. We have the Dream Hack at Dallas post show. That's the big one. That's where the rants are coming in hot. And then we also have our E3 2019 preview. Should we should we create a segment just for your rants so you can just Ooh. do them all at once? No, because they they're topical. So like. Yeah. They pertain to different instances. Yeah, all of these c- pertain to Dream Hack Dallas, though. I promise. Okay. I'm just thinking, like, we could talk through the information and then be like, eh, Josh rant. And then <laughs> you, you just go on your rant. I like that idea. All right. Well, I like that idea. We'll that's, put a that's pin not in bad. it. Put a pin in it for now. All right, cool. We'll add it to our ideas sheet. How about okay. that? Sounds perfect. Good. We already we have a document for this type of th- for these types of things. Um all right, before we get anyway, before we get into what usually is the first segment of the show, just want to quickly say we have a new logo. Oh yeah. That's our announcement. Yeah. BTR Designs. Exciting stuff. You're amazing. Thank you so much for the incredible work that you did and are going to continue to do because uh, BTR is also going to be doing our um, stream layout when we do a video show, which is hopefully going to be coming by the end of the year. And that's the uh, reason I now have a blinding monitor because my our Twitter background is now my wallpaper and it's freaking bright at night when it's all white with our logo in the center it's also freaking amazing it is pretty it's pretty cool yeah you gotta, you gotta see it if you haven't yet i love i love it i absolutely love it like i look at it obviously i look at it every day i'm like god damn that looks sick <laughs> i'm just i'm so happy i'm so happy and this also means that um so a little teaser here will and i are gonna have samples of potential merch options at halo outpost discovery in chicago it was a little hint that I put in in the tweet if, if anybody didn't get that. Um, so Will and I are going to be at uh, Halo Outpost Discovery in Chicago in August. We're going to have a couple samples. We'll have some stickers, some shirts, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, we're super excited. I, I 
am so excited to see that logo on a shirt. Like, I cannot tell you. And then, Will, do you want to tell the viewers what you got us? Oh, yeah. So, um, I got us some embroidered backpacks. Dude, I'm so, so excited. I'm excited for it, but I hope that they did some editing or either the picture online because it looks like it's a little off center. I noticed that, too. And I'm like, I'm wondering because it's, it's, they have like the old school, like, earphone hole in the top of it or something oh, like that okay. so i'm just hoping that's off center or the way they packed the backpack to make it look full on the image sure either way it's gonna, it's be, gonna cool. be amazing um, yeah we're gonna rock the shit out of them oh yeah okay can't wait. um that's our announcement btr thank you so much again for everything that you've done and are going to continue to do it's been a pleasure working with you thus far um well i think it's time we get on with the show what do we always start the show off with? Rostermania! It's Rostermania. <laughs> For um, those who don't know, we just looked at <laughs> just looked at each other <laughs> in a funny way. I can't wait till we have that video show. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so usually we start off with a dream hack free agent list over on noobcombo.com, but. Guess what happened this last weekend? What happened, Will? It was DreamHack. So oh, there's, what? There's no more list. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't have to read through those those long lists anymore. But we do have Europa Halo double down rosters, as Josh alluded to earlier. Let's go through these. We have from Group 1, Mocket included Looney and Batchford. Arthur, Team Arthur was Thuru and RB. We have Team Uwu, which was Swag Money Baller and Ali C. And Team Clutch, which was N Namasta, Namasta, and uh, Dual X. For the record, this tournament has not happened yet. So these are just teams that have yes. lined up for it. These these are confirmed. The tournament is this coming weekend, so okay. E three weekend. Out of Group Two, we have Depresso Expresso. <laughs> I I I know it's like a sad name, but I love. Yeah. I love this name of this team. Um, this is this includes Squashy and Havoc. We have FFA Kings, which was Shadow in the Hood and Icon. We have Tenza Zangestu, which was Onizuka and Naptime. We have a team, A Minor Inconvenience, which included Spartan, not the Spartan you're thinking of, and KRLA. Kind of sounds like a KLRA, Rock Radio. <laughs> that's what popped in my head right there what alright moving on to group 3 we have uh, team Mazer 2's include <laughs> included flames and hollers what the fuck was that it just sounds like a radio station <laughs> right is that an actual radio station no it just sounds like one right <laughs> like in the Twin Cities here we have KDWB we have KDWB yeah Minneapolis St. Paul Next team in group three is Noob Ooh Warrior. This included Noob Ooh and KL4s. Uh, we have, next, we have Ken Dog's number one fan. This is Evil Pander and Curly Sniper. And team Don't Mind, Blacklight, and Fireboy. Out of group four, we have the FC Copenhagen. This included Doodle and Warlord. We have team Jump Out Gang, which is Shabby Dagger and Kimbo. We have team Young Guns. Digesting and Mystic Beast. Team Josh Goose. This is Zesto and Spud Blazin. Out of group five, we have Akashi and Kagami. 
And this includes Legends and Silka? Slicka? Sil Sika. Seika. I... <laughs> not. You got there. It's okay, you got there. Uh, next is Team FC Lion, Kronos, and Novel Pote. We have Team Biceps and Cornetti. This includes Savior and Assault. Next is Team G-Fan Gaka, which includes Galaxy and Kane Heightwind. What? I, I, I'm rolling with that. Uh, next out of Group 6, we have SLG Stark. This includes Frager and SLG. We have Team The Champs, which is Flux and Ryan Nation. Next team is MR Ego. This is Mista and Ego. And Team Teacher rounds out Group 6 with Satrin. So, what? Any, any thoughts on that one, Josh? I want you to go back to the other team, like the one before that one, and say it one more time. Mista and Ego, not Ego. Or is no, it? No, 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 no. What's the team name? Mr. Ego. And who does it consist of? Mr. and Ego. There you go. <laughs> you said MR Ego the first time. <sighs> As for that name, I have no idea. Yeah. So it's uh, S8REN and Jokers. Group 7, we have the, the DYFs, which is Desire and Diminish. Lundy and Co., which is Lundy and J. Stravum, uh, LA Fest Feasts. What this is prom and BB. Uh, next is team. <laughs> what <laughs> an A just say it out. I don't know. A Jetical, sure. I don't... That's the name, <laughs> which includes. And uh, God, why do you guys do this to me? Think, what do you think it is? I can tell you what it is. Energetic? Yes. Like energetic, but energetic. So it's energetical and yes. energetic and physical. There you go. You combine their names. Oh, group 8, AG Speed includes AG Spawn Speed, H3 Kids on Halo 5, which includes Shooty the Dog and EU Jesus, Team JS, which is Jingle and... Shagway? Shigui? And then... <laughs> I like Shigui. <laughs> I love the sound of that. Oh, and last but not least, the finishers, which includes Tommy the Krogan and Sammy the Furious. Like I said before, DreamHack Dallas rosters will be talked about later in the DreamHack Dallas post-show. Are you excited for those, Will? No. There's over 40 of them. No. <laughs> Get excited! Again, I, I typed it all out, so it should be a little bit easier to pronounce. Okay. Hopefully. That's it for Roster Mania for now. <laughs> Which means it's time for COD and other games. Watch! Will, we have something this week. Yeah, we do. Believe it or not. Uh, so, at DreamHack Dallas, there were a multitude of other tournaments that were taking place as well. Um, believe it or not. And... I'm going to sound really stupid right now. I'm not entirely certain if this was actually at DreamHack Dallas. It may have been. But either way, Super Smash Brothers Melee Tournament. It was uh, The tournament was called Smash and Splash. How are those plosives for you, Will? Sounds great. Perfect. Um, and it turns out Wizbrobe won using Captain Falcon. 
Now, this is a monumental achievement, as the last time a Captain Falcon player won a major was in 2005. And the best part is, I know what you're thinking of right now, is when we played. Yes. Yes, I know exactly what you're thinking of right Falco, now. Falco, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Oh my god, I wish you were recording that. Um, No, but it, the best part is, is that if you... If you go to Wizrobe's Twitter profile right now and you look at his uh you look at his profile picture, it is him, like a younger him, getting that player's autograph who won in 2005 using Captain Falcon. Oh, that's pretty cool. It was really it was it was amazing to see him win. Um, like I went back and watched the VOD and the the passion that he had. He took down uh Lunchbox in the grand finals and lunch I mean in yeah. We know Hungry Box. What the fuck am I talking about? Lunchbox, Halo player, Hungry Box. Um, it plays Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff is his main, and it was it was an incredible, incredible thing to see. So congratulations, Wizrobe. Well deserved, and especially with Captain Falcon, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and that does it for COD and other games. Watch, Will. It's time. For Will's Adventures Within the Overs and other games too. What'd you play this week? Nothing. Wait, like what? Nothing. See, okay, for those who don't know, okay, I do the show notes, right? But I leave the section open. For Will to put in the games that he puts in. And usually by the time we record, he has the games put in the sheet. And I didn't even look, but you literally have the word nothing. I was I was a bit in like nothing appet like nothing seemed like I wanted to play it this week. Sure. I, I opened Splitgate. I I closed it. Well now I feel really bad that we didn't play. I, I just I don't know, like uh, just, ugh. I'm in a gaming rut. Like, nothing sure. sounds fun to play right now. Halo 5 matchmaking? Ha! <laughs> like, that's gonna go well. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ranty Will has come into the picture. Oh, Ranty <laughs> Will, what are your thoughts on Halo 5's matchmaking? Go. What the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I can think when I play. Um, And, I don't know. I just, nothing sounds fun right now. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad. Sad moment, because I always... I love playing games, but nothing sounds fun. I need something else. I think everybody goes through those ruts every now and again, though. Yeah. Um, speaking about ruts, something I haven't done, and the reason this segment was created, this next week, I'm going to try to run through H4 and H5 before we get possible infinite storyline. Will? Because I want to know what's going on and not have anything spoiled for Will? me when an infinite trailer drops. Are we playing? If if you got if we find Will? time, are we playing? <laughs> if we find time, I want to try to run through both games before Sunday. I'm down. Okay. We'll I'm to, mo fucking down. We'll have to make it happen. Make it happen, Captain. What did you play, Josh? <laughs> I mean, I don't know where else to go from here. <laughs> He's checking your phone, and I'm like, I'm just going to let him stall. This is going to be funny. You know what? I, work is nonstop. It's okay. My life is now dedicated to work. Will, you're a busy guy. I, I understand. You're a busy guy. You got to do what you got to do. I understand. 
And we're going to play Halo 4 and Halo 5 this week. I can promise you that. You asked what did I play yeah. this week. Yeah. I played some games. And uh, there's a specific reason why I played some games. So I played Overwatch. I played Splitgate. I played Warframe. And I played Dauntless. So three out of those four games are completely free to play. One of them I've owned for quite some time. I bought a G-Sync monitor. Oh, really? Yep. I've always wanted one. And it was like my, it was like my Father's Day gift to myself. Okay. That's what I justified it. Oh, all right. And uh, let me just say that playing at 1440p at 144 hertz with G-Sync is amazing. Like. I'm sure you'll never go back now. Holy poop. Nope. See, see, sign out of the consoles. Basically. See you later, PS4 stupid ass controller. Never have to touch your ass again. It's not that bad. It was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> no, but like I can only imagine playing Infinite on that thing. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry tears of joy. I'm gonna tap, weep. Tap it sixty. I'm gonna oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Um, I hope not. But no, I'll just say quickly. Um, Warframe. Like I'm, I'm getting a little bit more into back into the free to play stuff because. It, it's free so whatever um and then dauntless is really fun like for those who don't know what dauntless is it's a free-to-play monster hunter-esque type game um art style is fantastic and like the weapon sets and the armor sets are really cool don't am i if, am i wrong here was dauntless originally an arcade game a four-player arcade game no hmm. okay I'm thinking of oh never mind. I, of Gauntlet? Gauntlet. Yeah. Close name. Damn it. I mean, okay. I said, <laughs> Dauntless. Uh <laughs> Dauntless can be a four player cooperative Monster Hunter S game. Got Completely it. free to play. It's on the Epic Store. Womp womp. But at least it works. So, it is what it is. I've been playing that. We play Dauntless. Oh, and the and the fucking... Okay. Hold up. The coolest thing about this game? Yeah, the coolest thing about this game. It's 100% crossplay. The whole thing. Like, when you're... When I'm matching up... Because it's automated, it's automated matchmaking when you're going into hunts. And I've only played against... I've only played with Xbox and PlayStation players. Because it shows the symbol next to their name on what console they're playing on. Or like oh. a PC icon if you're playing on PC. Huh. And it works seamlessly. 100% seamlessly. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, Sea of Thieves does the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't get the... What's really cool is they don't show you... They don't show you who's on what. Sure. So it's really cool when you hop in and everyone's like, oh, I'm on Xbox. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on PC. Everyone's like, oh, you're on PC. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear what's going to happen with the new Call of Duty? Crossplay as well. Yeah, I guess we could have put this in COD and other games watch, but no, seriously, that yeah, it's and they're gonna do the same thing like Fortnite does, where um if you're playing on PC and you and you want to be matched up with players on PlayStation or, or Xbox, you have to use a controller. Oh really? Mm-hmm. You have to use a controller on PC. So guess what I'm gonna be doing? I usually I I'll probably play mouse and keyboard because I'm getting a little bit more accustomed to that. And people are going to hate on me. Oh, you don't use mouse and keyboard on a kind of fucking shooter. I'm going to play Apex Legends with the controller. Get at me. But either way, um, I do think that's really cool that you have the opportunity to not be closed out from other people. Yeah. 
by the input method that you're using. So really cool. Um, but yeah, really happy with the G-Sync monitor. It's good shit. That's all I played. Will, should we move on to the news? To the news. First up, we didn't talk about this last week. Should have forgot about it. My apologies. But Virtual Halo has been announced. No, it's not a new video game, but in matter of fact, what it is, it's a platform dedicated to providing your virtual fix for Halo-related content. So we're gonna we're uh, we're gonna shout out their their first like full piece of content later on in Community Creations, but check out Virtual Halo V R T L Halo on Twitter. It's good stuff. They're ran by some very well-known community members. Go check them out. They're only going to make great stuff, especially based off the first piece of content that they put out. So, that's that. Next up, Reach Halo 3 ODST Maintenance, May 29th through the 30th by Sketch. It's Halo Waypoint article. The maintenance is over, but here's why the maintenance took place. It's the final step in ongoing work the team has been doing to migrate and update Halo Legacy services and hardware. So, there you go. In order to support it moving forward, they need to do some maintenance on it. Maintenance is now complete. Get back to playing your games until they release. Until Reach releases on uh, MCC. Next news story. Sketch provides an update. Guess what? It's by Sketch. This is a tweet. And I quote. We will show off a tiny slice of Halo Reach today, but the build will not be playable at Microsoft stores. That was listed in error. Insider flighting is getting closer, though. Stay tuned for the May update blog and today's stream for more info. So the stream already took place. But the reason why he put that tweet out is because there was a there was like a, a semi-leak that went out. That there was a Microsoft store listing that stated during E3, um, at Microsoft stores, you would be able to play Reach on MCC on PC. Okay? That is not happening. It is officially not happening. So, there's that. Next news story. MCC development update for May 2019 by Postums is a Halo Waypoint article, but for all the information, please read through the article. We are actually, I'm going to be reading through the main points from the article within the actual next news story. So, this article is huge. We'll remember, like, what was it, uh, a few weeks ago where we read through that whole first one that came out? It was long. Mm -hmm. okay we're not doing that again <laughs> so there is a lot of info there i highly recommend you read it because there's a lot to go through but in the halo community update which is posted by who Unishak. thank you will over at halowaypoint.com they go he goes through the highlights here is that article so for halo the master chief collection from the halo community update from the mcc development update from may 2019 here's the information Progression, XP, Seasons, and Challenges. Our team has heard your request for a, pro a progress system inside of MCC and is excited to share a glance at what we had in mind. Please note, season content contains placeholder art, names, descriptions, and unlock values that, and does not represent actual Halo Reach unlockables. All of it is work in progress and is therefore subject to change, so I'll warn you ahead of time to not get too attached to any one thing in particular. Let's dive in to, uh, with some pull quotes from the progression section of the MCC development update penned by Max Slagor, MCC's design director himself. As a reminder, to get the full story and relevant information, be sure to read the full section in yesterday's blog. 
When we first started planning the addition of Halo Reach to MCC, we knew there was an opportunity to improve the MCC engagement and customization experiences. As outlined in our last blog, we wanted to build up our legacy and engagement pillars. Halo Reach featured a compelling progression system and a series of interesting unlockables to strive for. We wanted to preserve the idea of earning in-game currency for playing and performing well while making the distinction between level XP and currency clear for players. We also wanted to offer the Halo Reach unlockables as a goal to chase in our new take in this progression system. In the future, MCC will include the concept of game seasons, each with a unique theme. In addition to an overarching account level system, players will have the opportunity to unlock seasonal based rewards. Attaining certain account levels or completing challenges will award in-game seasonal points, which can be spent to unlock rewards such as armor pieces, Halo Reach firefight voices, and nameplates. Seasonal unlocks and any unspent season points will not disappear when the season rotates. Players will be able to go back and unlock items from a previous season, though they must be unlocked in order. The first season and its unlockables will be centered on Halo Reach, though as mentioned, players will be able to earn season points and XP by playing other games in MCC as well. In addition to XP, levels, unlockables, and seasons, we're looking to bring a challenge system into MCC. The timeline for when this feature will arrive is still in discussion, though a lot of design and thinking has gone into the system. The goal is to offer rotating daily and weekly challenges that can award season points in a variety of game modes. Please stay tuned for more information on this part of our progression system. If for some reason you don't have time to read the full update, one final callout for this section is that MCC will sync your progression and customization across Xbox and PC. That means that anything you've unlocked on Xbox will be unlocked when using the same profile on PC and vice versa. So, Will, you didn't play through Halo Reach. Okay? You didn't play you didn't play any Halo Reach, right? Nope. Okay. Halo Reach had a very robust customization system. It had daily and weekly challenges as well. It was just it was the cream of the crop. Okay? Now, not only is that coming back, but all that's coming across MCC. That's huge for re- like for sustaining replayability and sustaining players. That's amazing. Next up, Reach playlists at launch, invasion, MLG, title update settings, etc. If you remember before MCC's launch in 2014, the anticipation and hype surrounding the blog post that would uh, outline the launch playlist was real. Being a fan, I was simply eager to understand what options would be available for me on day one. Since Reach's announcement, many of you have been similarly curious about what would be offered and were happy to share where we stand on each topic. Before diving into the details, I want to surface the goals that the MCC team kept in mind when designing these options. Provide a robust playlist lineup for Reach players on day one. Highlight the most unique and definitive Reach game modes and maps. Respect legacy where possible, but intelligently diverge from legacy behavior where necessary to provide the best experience for modern audience. And build a strong foundation for future matchmaking updates and sustain. Also, to clarify before jumping into specifics, the majority of player feedback we've seen and agree with is that the title update settings are the preferred standard. So, without further ado, for competitive games, ranked, Reach Hardcore, featuring the Zero Bloom No Sprint settings and maps using the MLG V7 rule set. And Invasion, to preserve the established Spartan vs. Elite balance, we'll be not, we will not be forcing the title update settings into it. Therefore, Bloom will be there, in Invasion only, for Ranked. Social games. 
1v1, 2v2, 4v4, 8-player free-for-all, 12-player infection, 8v8. Slayer. Title update settings. DR DMR starts with a high weight, and AR pistol starts with a low weight. Flag and bomb. Title update settings. Stockpile, multi-slash-one-flag uh, CTF, and multi-neutral one-bop assault. Zone control. Title update settings includes King of the Hill and Territories. Asset Denial, which includes Headhunter and Oddball. Title update settings. SWAT, which includes SWAT and SWAT Magnums. T title update settings. Snipers, which includes Snipers. Title update settings. Action Sack, which includes Fiesta, Elite Slayer, Dino Blasters, Bro Slayer, Flag Slayer, and Speed Pile. Title update settings. Infection, which includes Infection and Alpha Zombies. And Griffball, which includes Griffball, Griffball Dash, and Blargball. Both of those playlists do not include title update settings. So the, for the majority, no bloom will be across the board. Thank Christ. Additionally, a collection of Firefight's key experiences will be available to matchmake outside of competitive and social games. Even though matchmaking will focus on title update settings, title update, vanilla, and anniversary variants will be built in and selectable from the custom game lobby. While I think we're in a pretty good place here, we're always listening and encourage you to sound off with your thoughts and feedback on this offering for Halo Reach. Now it's time to pull some lines from Sketch's Halo Insider update so that you can be up to date with the latest on flighting. Halo Insider. Hello, Halo Insiders. You are an insider, right? If not, what are you waiting for? Sign up. As you know, development on Halo Reach and MCC for PC is well underway, but our plans to kick off flighting last month didn't quite land where we'd projected. You can read more in our latest blog post, included in the article. And in the Insider Forum, included in the article, but suffice to say that the game itself is a complex project, but so is the act of delivering builds to flight participants via Steam. The good news is that since the last blog, the team has made great progress on a number of the blocking factors we've discussed previously and we're getting really close to kicking things off. Recently, the team checked off a pivotal milestone with the first pre-flight release of a PC build to a small private test group. The purpose of this flight was strictly to verify the process of preparing a build, creating a whitelist and player entitlements, delivering the build content to participants, and verifying that some preliminary in-game telemetry was working as intended. With all that in the rear view, the team is now on the cusp of moving into the next stage, which will be activating our first public insider flight, which we expect to begin in June. So this month. As the team here gets ready to activate the first wave of insider flighting, which, as a reminder, will only include a subset of registered insiders and expected to grow over time, a few of us will be down at E3 offering hands-on with a work-in-progress Halo Reach experience and gathering feedback from players. If you're going to be at E3, we hope you'll stop by and say hello and take Tip of the Spear for a test drive. In addition to being one of the first to get hands-on, you will also score some swag, which I'm told includes collectible pins for everyone and a chance to get Halo Reach mouse pads and posters. Thank you for your support and patience. We're excited to kick off the first round of Halo Insider Flighting on Steam very soon. First look. If you prefer all the above information wrapped up in one nice live stream, this week's 3 for 3 social stream has you covered. So check it out. Playlist update. As if enough MCC news didn't happen yesterday, we've also pushed another weekly playlist update as we continue tuning each experience to be the best it can. The focus of this week's update was to make several adjustments to Halo 3's infection offering, based on a combination of player feedback and in-game behavior data. We've also updated pairings of infection maps and game variants that work well with each other, and increased the Brains game variant to be a more common overall. The Halo 4 map variants in Rumble Pit got some adjustments too. Here are the breakdowns. Added Brains to Nero's Epitaph and Haunted Manor, which is a Foundry map. Removed Brains from Isolation and Rat's Nest. 
Remove Save One Bullet from Epitaph, Narrows, and Haunted Manor, which again is a Foundry map. Removed Creeping Death from Epitaph, Guardian, Snowbound, and Blackout. And changed Legendary Slayer map variants in Halo 4 Rumble Pit to remove duplicate power weapons. Let them know what you think of the changes. Halo 5 Guardians. That's right. Believe it or not, they still work on that. For June. June 4th. Summer 2019 arena season begins and Big Team Battle moves to ranked with the season roll. June 6th, Forerunner Slayer rotates in for Roaming King. On the 13th, Halo 1 Adversary Throwback rotates in for Castle Wars and Warzone Assault goes live for the weekend. On June 20th, Rockin' Rail rotates in for Forerunner Slayer. And finally, on June 27th, Husky Raid, which is brand new, rotates in for the Halo 1 Anniversary Throwback and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. E3 Daily Logins. Hey, Will, question for you. Yeah? Did you miss Rec Packs? Who, who, who doesn't miss Rec Packs? Well, Will, I got something to tell you. You're going to get some Rec Packs. During the week of E3, we'll be rewarding Halo 5 players with Daily Login Platinum Rec Packs. Starting with the Xbox E3 briefing on Sunday, June 9th, and going through the show's run of Thursday, June 13th, logging into Halo 5 will reward you with a Platinum Pack. Be sure to jump in and take advantage. That's perfect timing, because now I can practice up for Halo Bowl and get Platinum Packs. There it is. Bada bing, bada boom. Next up, Ranked Big Team Battle. As we talked about in previous community updates in our Big Team Battle Refresh blog, we'll be testing out Ranked BTB with the start of the new arena season on June 4th. On top of this, we're looking at potentially looping various playlists into Ranked for one month at a time, similar to what we've been doing with Head to Head, leading up to three Ranked rotational playlists popping up through the course of a season. What would your thoughts be on seeing Snipers, Halo 3 Classic Throwback, and Head to Head show up like this? Halo Wars 2. Continuing this discussion around Ranked playlists, earlier today, Season 13 went live in Halo Wars 2. While there are no corresponding balance changes for this season, we're keeping an eye on feedback and making sure future tweaks are made very intentionally and for the betterment of the game. To provide feedback on this season and share your thoughts on the current balance of the game, head on over to the Halo Wars forum here on Waypoint. And finally, Halo Gear. Noble, the theme of the final Halo Legendary crate in our Noble Team series, has been revealed. As you may have guessed, Noble 6 will be rounding out the collection like the lone wolf he is. Well, it won't be long until we show off the Halo icon figures for this. Uh, I wanted to hold you over with the awesome poster shot and remind you that you have until June 15th to get your order in for this final Noble Team crate at loot.cr Halo. That's it for the regular news. But we're not done yet. We got some competitive news. First up, a few reminders on some tournaments that are going to be taking place. First, Europa Halo Double Down Tournament is taking place this Sunday. These are a couple tweets from Europa Halo. This weekend, 32 pairs of EU Halo players face off in a 2v2 cup. Europa Halo's Double Down is live next Sunday, June 9th from 3 p.m. UK time, only on twitch.tv slash Europa Halo. And, so a little bit on how Double Down is going to go down. Seedings from groups will be based off power rankings, a top 16 teams, and bottom 16 teams. Two from each category in a group. Top two teams progress to a single Elim knockout stage. All games are best of three, except for, uh... Uh, semifinals and grand finals. Thank you very much. Due to E3. A group winner can't face another in first rockout round. Instead, they'll play another second place team. Single elimination to cut down waiting times and seedings come out of groups should ensure fair play. E3 is that night, so we want to wrap things up early. Thank you for thinking of us. And everybody that wants to watch E3, Europa Halo. And I can't wait to watch the tournament. Next up, a reminder, Halo Wars Fight Club Super Tournament is taking place on Saturday, June 8th. You can check out the challenge link in the show notes of the Google Doc of the show. 
And another reminder, Halo Project Brazil season number one, Halo 5 2v2 is actually taking place on Saturday, June 8th as well. You can check out the link that we provide in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show for all of that information as well. Next up, Philly Esports Summer Slayer limited merch available now. Today, we're excited to announce our limited t-shirts for our Summer Slayer tournament. $10 from each shirt sold to be added to the tournament prize pool. Shirts can be purchased on our website, www.phillyesports.net slash store. Check it out. Logo looks pretty sweet. And finally, Will. Final piece of competitive news for you. The AGLA, American Griffball League of America, Week number one, community power rankings featuring Regressor Twitch TV by Rage. This is over on playgriffball.com. So, they put out a Google, uh, like, uh, survey, right? On who you think, like, what do you think the power rankings are for each team, okay? So, for week one, we're going to go, we're going to go 11 to 4, and then 3, 2, 1, we're going to do a little bit bigger of a deep dive on. We're going to read what's in the article. So, Based off community power rankings, in 11th place, we have failure to launch. 10th is mediocre at best. 9th is truthless in the truthless sets. 8th is on the fence. 7th is junkyard dogs. 6th is defiance. 5th is ninth wonders. 4th is hypest. 3rd is monstars. Regressor states, to no surprise, this team had got off to a great start. A great start. Active and Lion are both uh, solid aggressive tanks, while Shad takes on a more passive. KD-oriented role. Combine that with the fact that they have a deadly runner in Titan Man, and you have a very well-rounded squad. Hopefully Lion and Active can stay calm in order to prevent another implosion. If they can, making it to the championship is not out of the question. And Anonymous states, As much as people meme on them for only playing for kills, they will get a lot of them. Shad and Active are skilled tanks, and Lion has the potential to surprise people. The problems for the squad lie in a few places. Active's awareness is a meme for a reason. Titan Man's running is suspect as he oftentimes recklessly aggressive with the ball. Lastly, the personalities on the team are known for being anything but cohesive. If they can sort these problems out, they can take games off any team in the league, but on the flip side, they can lose to any team in the league. Number two, Silva's connection. Regressor states, This team is very well-rounded in just about every aspect. Rebs seem to be a solid runner, and he has uh, a great tanking line to work with. Doc will have no trouble assisting him in running if need be. My biggest concern for this team is Taylor's consistency. He currently leads the league in KD ratio with a ridiculous number of 1.51, but they've only played one team. If he can continue putting up massive numbers with everyone else playing their part, then expect this team to make it far into the playoffs. A solid championship contender, in my opinion. An anonymous states, One of the most well-rounded squads from the draft. Elementary and Rebs are two of the best second and third round picks of the entire draft. Taylor and Docker are solid pairing as well. The only question mark around this team is how they will deal with hosts they don't agree with and Taylor's notoriously spotty connection at times. And finally, in first place, we have In Mungo We Trust. Regressor states, This team started hot with a convincing 2-0 series win over Hypest. That being said, there are a couple of major concerns for this team. One, Saints' connection is pretty much their entire tanking push. If by some miracle Saints does not connect well in the game, this team is in serious trouble. Two, their lack of a solid fourth. It's easy to say that Mungo is the perfect fourth after one series win, but as the season progresses, I feel like D-Cleek might... Um, need to be utilized for this team to be successful. As of right now, I do not see this team in contention after the championship, but they should make playoffs with ease. And Anonymous states, Arguably the best aggressive tank in Saints and an equally aggressive runner in Corn make for a dangerous pairing who can both individually carry games for the rest of the squad. Mungo and Atone fill their roles well to complete the squad. Defense is the strongest point of the team. 
The only downfall could be if Saints or Korn does, doesn't show up when needed, the rest of the team may not be up to carrying the team forward to victory. You can check out all the other descriptions for the other teams in the article in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Will, that does it for the news. And with that, let us know what we had for tournaments this week. All right. First up, we have the Halo Draft League weekly match results. Let's go through them. We had Wasted Potential go up against Where's Venzi. It was a 3-0 going to Wasted Potential. We had Wasted Potential also take on Tall. Another 3-0 to Wasted Potential. Instinct went up against SVP players. 3-0 to Instinct. The Velociraptors went up against YBW. 3-0 to YBW. Lucent Gaming also took on YBW, and YBW walked away with a 3-0 there as well. A lot of and 3-0s. That's all we have for the week, but yeah, a lot of 3-0s there. A lot of 3-0s. No forfeits, though. No, good to see. Yes. People showing up. Yes. Do you think uh, this is a slightly smaller list than normal? I think this might have to do with DreamHack happening. Yes. I know a yep. few players went. And so. there are some roster changes that are taking place as well. Okay. People are being uh, let go. People are being picked up. Trades. People whatnot. people aren't simply playing anymore. So yep, there's trades taking place. There's a lot of a lot of shakes, a lot of moves going on. All right. Next up, we had the American Griffball League of America Spring League 2019 Week Two match results. That was a mouthful. That was a that was a ooh. <laughs> sounded good though. We had Ninth Wonders go up against Junkyard Dogs five three to Ninth Wonders. Ninth Wonders took on Junkyard Dogs again five three going. To Ninth Wonders. Uh, Mediocre at best took on Silva's Connection. 5-3 to Mediocre at best. The Monstars took on On the Fence. 5-2 to Monstars. Uh, Monstars also took on On the Fence again. That was a 5-1 going to the Monstars. Junkyard Dogs went up against In Mungo We Trust. 5-3 to Junkyard Dogs. They played again. 5-2 to Mungo. Hypus took on Ninth Wonders. 5-1 to Hypus. Again, Hypist versus Ninth Wonders, 5-1 to Hypist. Next one was Failure to Launch, taking on Truthless and the Truthless Sets, 5-2 to Failure to Launch. And then Truthless and the Truthless Sets took the host against Failure to Launch, and they won 5-2. I've noticed a few times when they switch hosts, the other team wins. The team that's hosting wins. Yeah, that's what so happened last week, too. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if host really means that much. It, it, very, it has to be. Yeah, it must. And we don't know where the players are actually located, too. So that could be that could play a huge factor as well. All right. Moving on to SWAT Nation. So you think you can snipe 2v2 results. First went to IDC. I guess they don't care what their name was. It was Bound and Com- Command Station. They must have cared a decent amount because they won. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. Uh, second went to Brown Eye Bullies. This was Sucka and Smokey Dig. Third went to Smiley Face, which included Stress and Sleepology. Fourth went to Squeeze, which was Shabby Dagger and Kimbo. Fifth and sixth was Two-Step, Hydrix and King Urban, and then High Caliber, which was Holic and the Gold Star BR. Seventh through eighth, we had Mr. Ego with Mr. and Ego, and the Bombasticals, which was Bards in Siege. Yeah. That does it for tournaments very nice will are you ready for our dreamhack dallas post show where josh is gonna get a few rants in i'm scared i'm so 
excited. I'm scared for your rants, man. While while the the so our predictions were wrong, as they typically as, are. Okay, yeah. you say is that out of the, but, out of the realm of normal? Here? But you know what? We we knew who was going to win the event. Okay, because we both had the first place team. And yes, there was a lot of there were a lot of things that happened during this tournament that caused a good amount of upsets. And a lot of my points were proven in this tournament. But we'll get to all that. Because Will, if I'm not mistaken, you have some rosters to read through. Here we go. For the record, this is every single full roster that competed at DreamHack Dallas in the 4v4. In let's, the 4v4. Let's start this thing so I can get through it. <laughs> First team is uh, CR Nightmare. This included Ragnarok, Regulata, Aleo, and Perry Pizza. Next team, same time next week. Well, DreamHack's not happening twice. I'm sorry. You need a better team name. This included... <laughs> Premier, Invincible, Unknown Titan, and Shady McGrady. We had Infinite Academy. This included Chaos, Glock, Smith, Corruption, and Hypotonic. Team The Rage Cage, Dismissal, Action Man, you, Your Only Fear, and Big Time Cruddy. We had Shady Halo Kids, which included Mirkaj, Reese Yadig, The Main Slayer, and Element. Team Regulars, Regulators, I'm sorry. This is Sheezy, Junior 2. Haunter, and Tour de Rooney. We have Aspire Esports, Kooky Cooks, MLG Manny, Manny v, or Man V2. We had Slightly and Venomous. D-Boys included Stell, You, Hip, Diddly, Pop, Do. <laughs> Man. And Blitzen. Pip, Diddly, Pop, Do. How do you, what do you create a call out for that name? We got, we got, we got Pip. Pip, just Pip. Yeah. Pip or Diddly or Pop or Dupe. <laughs> I would like, uh, or I would. Diddly Pop Dupe. Or just, or Pip Diddly or Pop Dupe. <laughs> I love great. it. It's a great name. Um, cut, Cutting Edge Esports included Hunter, JX, Evader, Posey, and Kyul. Team Rise was Icon, Sheik, Saiyan, and Gunstrafe. Senpai Esports, Tosh, Flash, Berserk, and Sinful. Team Nostalgia, I am Locke. Metal Gyarados, Nostalgic Sniper, and Apache Warfare. We have NG Savages, Combinified, Mission Hockey, Obnoxious, and Vital. Denial, Straight Sick, Ares, Sheely, Chele, I forget how you say it, and Demon D. Team Infinite, Tusk, Shotzi, Falcated, and Boo Boo Team Invincible, Respectful, Flux, Gun Type, Jimbo. The Mason Minotaurs included Swift Kill, Stormy, Rami, Munoz. Unify Esports Black was Palshi, Polarize, Driven Nose, and Sorting Crane. CG Esports, Nemesis, Bum Sauce, mm, Cool X, and Pope Bum, Guardians Gaming, Queen, RP Common, Black Halo God, and its name. Gucci Cowboys included Wily Coyote, Titan, Neutralizer, and Coolidge, Rated R Esports, Clowny, Just Improve, Pandalicious, Brandon. We have Rams Angels, Monza, Deadlight, Bloodrena, and Divinity, Team War, Lanky Del Rey, Santi Juan, Hero Bryant, and Professor Truly. Exerting the standards included Shinova, Zandoboy, Rob Chokes, and Sincerely Squalog. We have 
RBG Esports Display, Employee, Scary, and Rowan. Unify Esports Reign includes Bandemonium, Janitor's BR, Night Fury, and The Reaper Life. We have Tox, Snakebite, Royal 2, Lethal, and APG. Team Life is Good was Lifestyle, Weekachu, Flip, and Dynamics. We have Your Moves Are Weak. This is uh, Pawn, Poin, Daddy's Fat Stack. <laughs> Jesus, guys. Uh, Zodiac and Panda. Oh, my good lord. If you don't know, Reciprocity includes Roy Lunchbox, Pistola, and Snipedown. We have Entice Esports. This was Takedown, Xavier, Spawn, and Aurora. Rip and Reload was Habs, Empty Ugly Monkey, God Snipe, and Vukit. We have Shots for the Bros. This included Easy, Grim Flawless, Def... Defiac Haddock and uh, Peregrine. Team, you got to jump off with that, man. Blitzkrieg, Dragonite, Missy, and Phoenix. The Boozy Boys, Raw Temptation. RDMC Andrew. Okay. Fritzo, Measly Penguin. Next team, Vision of Success, Jax, Sial, Most Dope, Joey Cluck. <coughs> Joey Clutch. We have Team Crux. This is Royal Blood, Toy Soldier, SWAT Fanatic, and BR Shots. We have Jeff Dahmer's House of Ribs. <laughs> it's horrible. How people. do people get away with this? This uh, Wolfie, like, are you serious? Wolfie, Lecleary, Vulcan, and Milk. Come on, guys. We have Sage Esports, Goofy, Ryan Noob, Cloud, and Commonly. We have UGK Esports, J Main, Kill a Cal. Elation's Arrow, and Ew, It's Sob. Next up, Disturbing the Peace included Trekka, Magnet Too Good, Your Devil, an Article. Next, we have Bracket Surfers. This is Rhino, Dren, Silence, and Excel. We have Fatal Ambition, Famous, Sabinator, Shame, and Galaxy. We have Cognitive, Bullet, Lil Avian, Someone, and Gildafino? Uh, next, we had Team Nemesis, which is Eli Elite, Sorrel, Manipulator, and Almite. We have uh, Team Virtue, which is Insom, Kevin Clutch, Quickslayer, Spying. And then uh, GMS, which was Gabriel, Trippy, Zerka, and Fantasy. Lux Gaming, Gilkey, Wanward, Rain, and Penguin. Falling Esports, Eco, Ace, Neighbor, Frosty, Aggro, Jesus, Young Serve, Chika, J4H. And last but not least, Midwest Esports, J Rock, The Bad Kid. Faro and a savage cat. Not I'm a out. strange cat. Not a strange cat. You did it. You got through all the rosters, Will. All right. But did you? Yeah. Are you sure? No. What if I put the FFA players in there too? I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you. Don't worry, because there were a lot more. So don't worry about that. Instead, we're going to quickly touch on some series that took place. Some streamed, some not streamed, which was unfortunate because they only had one stream, but that's besides the point. So in pools, Reciprocity took on Falling Esports. So Reciprocity came from the open bracket, okay, because their seeding points were so low due to the qualifiers. So they had to make their open bracket run to get two pools. Now they made quick, clean work of the open bracket, okay? Like, I, I think they were all 3-0s, if I'm not mistaken. But either way, they get to pools. They go up against Falling Esports. 
if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure this was a reverse sweep for a 3-2 win going to reciprocity. So, it was just insane. It was just insane that, that with the fact that we got a game five like that. And what people were saying was, maybe it was because reciprocity was coming from the open bracket. The teams that they were playing up against, like playing against weren't up to that caliber of a falling esports, right? So they kind of started off pretty, pretty quiet, pretty cold. But as soon as that heat got turned on, it was go time. Uh, another thing to note here too, for falling esports to move on, all they had to do was take one game. Right. So here's the other point of contention. Okay, I get what Clutch was saying on the desk. That what was it? Eco's on that team, right? Sure. Yeah. Was he on that team? I yeah, forgot. Ace, e Ace, Eco, Wait. Frosty. Frosty and neighbor. And neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe Eco told Clutch or Clutch said that Eco told him that, oh yeah, we only needed to win one game. So as soon as you won the first game, it's like, well, okay. I don't believe for a second that they let up. I don't. I know you only had to win one game, but like Lottie was saying, you don't like you're playing at that high of a caliber if you have respect towards the other team, which I believe they do, I believe every player has respect towards one another for those two teams, okay, that you would give it your all no matter what. Every game. It doesn't matter. Tournament, li and tournament life on the line or not. You, you want to prove yourself. You want to prove that, no, I belong at this top spot. This is me. You can, I am going to go for that 3-0, you know? So... Clutch, I respect what you said. I don't think I don't think you're right in that regard. I think that reciprocity just were able to come back and prove that they belonged in one of the top spots as well. Regardless of falling only needing one more map win to get the first seed. Okay, I respect that. So that was that match. Pretty insane. Let's move on to the championship bracket. The winner's quarterfinal. This was not streamed. Infinite went up against Lux Gaming, and it was a hot five-game series. Like an unbelievably back-and-forth five-game series. Unfortunately, it didn't go in Lux's favor. Series went three to two to Infinite. Lux gets dropped down to loser's bracket. Okay? This was early. This was early in the tournament, and that's gonna make that's gonna be a good point for later. Keep that in mind. Then in the winner's semifinal, Infinite went up against Falling Esports. Now, for those who don't remember, those who don't know, Infinite's the number one seed going into this tournament because of their seeding points based off the five UGC qualifiers that took place. Okay? Even after the, the roster moves, like the players getting traded to different teams, so on and so forth, because of the seeding points, Infinite was the number one seed. So Infinite went up against Falling Esports, another hot five-game series. Falling Esports close it out, take it 3-2, to two, sending Infinite to the loser's bracket. Okay? So for our winner's final, Tox went up against Falling Esports. These games were very close. Like, unbelievably close. What was it? Game one, where it went to... It was nearly the end of the 30-minute timer 
for CTF on the pit, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. It went nearly to the end of time because it was tied for that long. It was tied two to two for that long. And then, what was it? Tox came out with that win, Mm -hmm. I think, at the last minute. Yeah. So, Tox winning that game should give you a representation of how well that team plays together. And that's nothing against falling. That's nothing against falling. It's just, I'm going to talk about consistency later on as well. That's going to be a huge point. Okay? Consistency and cohesiveness. But the fact of the matter is, Tox clutched that game out. The rest of the series is very tight. But it ends in Tox taking the win 4-2. to Nearly goes to a Game 7. It could have been a Game 7. It was really close. But Tox closed it out 4-2, sending falling to the loser's bracket, where reciprocity is waiting for them at this point in time. Reciprocity lost to Tox, had to make a loser's bracket run, okay? But for the fact of the matter is, reciprocity had been waiting for a little bit. Falling were hot off of that near going to a game seven against Tox. They were ready. We'll come back to that series in a minute. Losers round three. This is the big one, in my opinion. You had Lux Gaming, who got dropped quickly to losers, going up against GMS. Why is GMS in the losers bracket, you might ask? Well, due to how pools worked out, there was a three-way tie in their pool when it came to the series that they won versus the series that they lost. It was a 2-1. Two wins, one loss. It was a tie between Lux Gaming, GMS, and Reciprocity. Therefore, rules dictate it went by map win. Therefore, Lux and Reciprocity had higher map win percentages than GMS in the pool. GMS got dropped to losers, not making it into the championship bracket due to this. Reciprocity were actually going to be there first. But due to the rules, they went back and looked at that. They, they took the rule book. They went back and looked. Actually went to map win percentage. GMS got dropped first. Therefore, this matchup wasn't supposed, like, quote unquote, supposed to happen until probably much later. But it happened pretty quick. So, losers round three. Lux Gaming went up against GMS. Again, not streamed. Unfortunate. Unbelievable game five series again. But this time, it was even closer. And unfortunately for Lux, they weren't able to close it out again. I believe the last game ended in a 50-49. Correct. 50-49 Slayer. So heartbreaking. It is. You know what I equated it to? You said it was, uh, yeah. Like the Rams not, I mean, like the the Rams beating the Saints so the Saints wouldn't make it to the Super Bowl. It's like the Saints... I mean, the Saints were pretty heartbroken. Yes, but I'm I mean, just talking about in a heartbreaking sense. I'm not talking about like sure. should they have earned it? Should they have been able to go? Right. Like, that that's got to be devastating. You're so close. Like twice. Yeah. So Lux get kicked out of the tournament. GMS moves on. All right. Losers final. I told you, reciprocity were waiting there for a little bit. And a hot falling esports was coming down there. I wasn't expecting it to be this hot, though. 
Falling Esports 4-0's reciprocity in the loser's final. 4-0. Insane. They were ready. They did not want to be there anymore. They're like, nah, we we belong up there facing off against the number one team. That's us. That that's us up there. Reciprocity, da 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 da. We're too good for this. They 4-0 him. I couldn't believe it. Reciprocity get knocked out. Falling goes to the grand final against Tox. Now, again, for those who don't know, in a double elimination bracket, Falling Esports need to win two best of sevens in order to be crowned the champion. Will, remember when, during Halo 5, when we would always talk about how there's like a switch that gets flipped when it came to like CLG optic talks now? Yeah. Right? And that switch is, if they're losing, a switch gets flipped and they just win. Like, it's like they're completely different. Like, what what happened? They're monsters. Well, they basically flipped that switch. But they flipped it so hard that they did what Falling did the reciprocity, and they 4-0 Falling Esports in the grand final. I, I feel like if Rec want to put up a better fight against Falling, they may have gone into this talk series a little bit more prepared. I don't, I don't know if prepared is the right word, but... No, I understand. Yeah, I understand. With a little more fight than they, they yeah. did. So It's like their fire was kind of fizzling a little bit. Yeah. After... Well, I mean, they, they handily... They handily beat Reciprocity that loser final, too. And that's not to say that... Like, that Tox Falling series, there were, uh, two of those games were close. Two of them were, were close, just like the first series that they had against each other. But once Tox got rolling, man, you couldn't, you just couldn't stop it. It's a, When you have Royal 2 going on Man Cannon back and forth on Narrows with Rockets uncontested, yeah, you're going to lose. Something's going on. Something's wrong. I mean, not, not wrong for Tox, but either way. <laughs> so Tox, take it handily. Will, run through the results. All right. In 17th through 20th, we have Infinite, Bracket Surfers, Vision of Success, and Guardians Gaming. Infinite Academy. Infinite Academy, yes. Sorry. Yes. Uh, 13th through 16th, Agro, Cutting Edge Esports, Life is Good, and RBG Esports. 9th through 12th, we have Nemesis, Lux Gaming, Fatal Ambition, and Mason Minotaurs. 7th through 8th, Taking home $1,000, GMS and Invincible. Fifth through sixth, taking home two grand, Sage Esports and Infinite. Fourth was Denial, taking home three grand. Third was Reciprocity, taking home six grand. Second, Falling Esports, 10 grand. And first, Tox Gaming, 25 grand, your DreamHack Dallas champions. A team that you and I both were not expecting to place as high as they did was Denial. Yeah, they took fourth. They played very well. I mean, f- basically, Denial flipped with Lux, where I kind of... Well, I was expecting Denial to get, like, fifth through eighth, to be honest. Yeah. And realistically, kind of at the lower end of that spectrum. But, I they, mean... They did all right for themselves. They did great. I, they, they did great, all things considered. I do think if Reciprocity would have made the qualifiers and got their seeding points and... Were, this they would have been. been different the bracket may have been different and oh, would have, been have teams completely different end up not in normal spots right oh for sure so 
I think that does let's play a bit into this these placings. Yep. What do you got for free for all? In eighth place, Renzo with 33 kills. In seventh, Hockey with 40 kills. Sixth was Perry Pizza with 43 kills. Fifth was Pope Bum with 44 kills. Fourth was Rhino with 47 kills. Third was Article, 48 kills. Second, a Savage Cat, 54 kills. And first place goes to Empty Ugly Monkey, 56 kills. Shout out to a Savage Cat, Midwest Esports. Taking home second place. Yeah, I was rooting for him. I was too. I was too. Empty Ugly Mucky was just able to pick off those last few kills yeah. that he needed. Yep. yep. And he was he was dancing around the map at the end of that, knowing he won too when the final seconds counted down. So yeah, congratulations to Empty Ugly Monkey. Well earned, well fought, well deserved. Um Okay. Here we go. Ranty Josh. Here comes we need like a rant, Josh, like warning sirens going off. Yeah, it needs to be like the bop, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. This is part one of Ranty Josh. Okay. Part two is coming when, over with my overall thoughts of the tournament. So stay tuned for that. Oh, but we have, we have a couple controversies to talk about here in regards to this tournament. I didn't list this down, but I wanted to make quick mention of it. The first one being... Oh, they didn't do astro listenings. Oh, they didn't um they didn't have face cams. Oh, they didn't have a second stream. Right? All these things. Oh, it wasn't streamed on the Halo channel. Oh, it wasn't streamed on the HCS channel. Okay. Let's put this to bed right now. This was not a Halo this was not an HCS event. Plain and simple. Do I personally believe it should have been streamed on the Halo channel or HCS? Yes. Do I understand and respect why it wasn't? Yes. Will, did you pay attention to viewership at all? 3,100. Championship Sunday? Approximately, yeah. Okay. Probably around 1,000 day one. Around. Yeah. Like 2,000 day two. Yep. Something like that. But the thing that I noticed, and it was the thing that I noticed for the the, um, invitational and whatnot, it was consistent. It was consistent throughout the tournament. There weren't times where it drastically dropped off or drastically increased. It was consistent. Okay. Which mm-hmm. is fine. In my opinion, considering it was on a brand new channel that nobody ever heard of because it was created days before the tournament began. Okay. But the fact of the matter is it was not an HCS event. So shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> I'm moving on. You guys should too. It's in the past. And frankly, the tournament was run great. From what I from what I've heard, from what I've been told, things ran smoothly. There were some technical hiccups, sure. That happens at basically every event. But downtimes were not that long. And even like break times were not that long. Yeah, maybe five, six minutes. Exactly. That. Someone was someone like tweeted at us or, or replied to us in a tweet and said that it was like 15 minutes between. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, it wasn't. I think the longest we waited was for, was for uh, like grand final or something like that. May, I mean, maybe you could tally up 15 minutes if they did like the post game interview, five minute break, like three, four, five minutes talking on the desk and then into the match. But that doesn't mean those, those post game interviews in the pregame is right. part of, it's part of the broadcast. Exactly. When, when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about the literal where you only have the graphic on the screen in a timer countdown. Yeah. In which case it's five to six minutes or less. So get your head out your ass. Um, 
The next thing. GMS falling reciprocity pool situation. So, due to a three-way tie from pool four, again, I already talked about this, but I'm reiterating here, the two teams with the most map wins would advance to the championship bracket. These two teams would end up being falling esports with eight map wins and reciprocity with seven map wins. GMS, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Lux, it was falling that was in this whole thing. Um, GMS was placed in the loser's bracket from pools with six map wins. This is why GMS and Lux Gaming ended up playing each other so early within the loser's bracket, ultimately ending in a top 9th through 12th placing for Lux and a top 7, 8 placing for GMS. So there, there was a little bit of confusion in regards to that as to why these matchups happened so quickly. There you go. Okay. Oh, fucking hate. This is realistically the, the second to first, like, big one. Okay. Takedown and Jax. Everybody knows who Takedown is. Okay? We've made mention of him in the past. All right? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I believe he needs help. I think he needs just some sort of mental help. Psychiatrist, I don't give a fuck. He needs to see somebody and just talk to somebody. Okay? It's as simple as that. But there are two things that happened that should never happen regardless. This individual named Jax went up and unplugged Takedown's Xbox, not his Xbox, but DreamHack's Xbox, when they were in a money match, okay? And this was during free play hours. Apparently, free play had ended, but the admins have come out and stated that they never told anybody that they had to get off their stations if they were currently in a game. They were preventing people from playing new games. Understandable. This individual, Jax, goes up, unplugs Takedown's Xbox. Apparently, so there was a short, a very short video that got released. And apparently there was some physicality that happened. Like, not, I'm not talking about the punch that happened after the fact, but like when Jax went to unplug the Xbox... Takedown was talking about how there was some physicality during that moment. Okay, but either way, Jax unplugs the Xbox, walks behind Takedown, claps. Takedown gets up and apparently swings and punches Jax. Okay? Then information gets kind of fuzzy, but frankly, for the matter, I'm going to say this, and I'm only going to say this once. Jax, fuck no. Fuck no. What are you doing? It's not acceptable at all. Not at all. The fact that you came out and said that you talked to admins and the admins said for you to plug unplug the Xbox, shut the fuck up. The admins came out and they all they all agreed that no one said that. So either the admins are lying or you're lying. And frankly, I saw you unplug the Xbox. Okay? And then and then take down. He gets a lot of shit. He does. A lot. He is he is frankly bullied within the community. A bit. He No, not a bit. It's hard. I, mean, I know. Um now he there there's that line where is it He's crossed the line. He's crossed multiple the line times. Like 9 times out of 10 he's the one that crosses the line. Okay? So I'm going to defend takedown for a second, and then I'm not. 
for two different reasons. I'm going to defend him because Jack should never have done what he did. Never have. That should not have happened. Literally should not have happened. Okay? Jack should have just walked away, and that's that. Shouldn't even have touched anything. Takedown, on the other hand, should not have resulted with physical violence. Dude, come on. You two are adults. You are over the age of 18. You are legally considered adults. Guess what that means? Assault charges. You don't do stupid shit like that. Maybe if you were 16 or 17, okay, I get it. You're just being dumb teenagers. You're not 18. You're older than that. Be better. You need to be better. Cut the bullshit. And to quote Moses' statement, grow the fuck up. Now, I, 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 I'm on kind of this thought processes where I believe takedown should have been done something. Because you can't just let someone come up and do that no, to you. But he should have gone to, to the, he should have gone to the admins. Yeah, there's you got to defend yourself sometimes in person there though, like but not with physical violence. That's the thing. But there's there should have been some like say something to him, get people involved, but not to that aspect of physical violence where you swing at him. Um, Correct. But you know, I just. It's it's on that fence where you say, yeah, people give him too much shit and they come at him all the time. And maybe that was his breaking point. You know, yeah, there, it's um, in the shit. So it's, it's that thing, though, where like he kind of draws it in. Oh, he does. He, he, he really he, does. He stirs up some stuff. He does. And but the continuous, the unprovoked stuff like that. Right. Like he wasn't doing anything in that moment. That nope. Jack he wasn't doing anything wrong. Nothing. Um, he was just playing his game. He was playing a money match. Such a it's yeah it's a messed up situation. It's what it is. It's really so, and apparently from what we from what one of the admins said, money matches are illegal. Oh, so there is that. But regardless, the thing I want to hit on here is that a we don't condone any of this at all. None of this should be allowed whatsoever. Takedown has actually been banned from UGC events and the Discord, as a matter of fact. And I'm also, like I said at the very beginning of this quote unquote controversy, takedown. I have no idea if you listen to the show. I don't think you do. Because otherwise, you probably would have said something when I called you out in an earlier episode for being a bad teammate. And frankly, that statement still stands. But regardless, you need help. If you don't listen to this show, I understand. But somebody that listens. I'm going to throw this out there for anybody that listens to this show. I understand a lot of people give him shit. I get it. And there's a lot of people and myself included at sometimes where I thought that he was past being able to get help, like past being able to be helped, you know, because I'm a firm believer that you need to, you need to realize yourself that you need help before you can get it. Like before you can accept it, you know? And I'm just going to throw this out there for anybody that has connections with him 
takedown. Um, well, Chandler, it's his real name for anybody that has connections with Chandler, for anybody that any at all talks to him, DMS, it doesn't matter. Like try, try to help. Just try to help him. Like I've seen so many people on Twitter and other social media saying that we all need, just need to do better at being good to one another and just being respectful. A lot of the halo, like a lot of the stuff you see about halo is toxic. A lot of it, right? We get hate every day. Okay. It's just the nature of what it is, but it doesn't need to be that way. Has takedown done shitty things? Yes. But if we don't, if we don't try to help, if we don't even give that opportunity, that chance, then all we're going to be sitting here doing is complaining or talking about it in a, in a negative connotation. We, we shouldn't be doing that. We should be trying to help in any way that we can. So I'm serious when I say, if there's anybody that has direct like communications with Chandler, or if he's reached out to you in DM or whatnot, and it hasn't been in a creepy sense, like just ask him how he's doing. Just see if he wants to talk. And I mean, if he doesn't, then that's on him. Like I said, I'm a firm believer that you, you need to come to that realization yourself that you're willing to get help. And I truly believe that he does need some form of help. Whether that's therapy, whether that's just a friend to talk to. Just someone. There's a lot of negativity in this space. I've, I've fueled it on occasions. And that's, that's where I'm going to leave that one. And like I said, take down if you do end up listening to this. Get some help, man. Please. That's that. And then the final piece of controversy. Oh my God. Can't believe this happened either. Between Pistola, Snipe Down, Lethal, and Lethal's girlfriend. Who, I'm an asshole, and I don't actually know her name. Because I'm not even going to try to say it based off her Twitter handle. So... This isn't meant to be a, a like a knock or anything or anything negative. I'm just for the sake of this Lethal's girlfriend. Okay? If I'm not mistaken, I believe she's Lethal's girlfriend. I think. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Pistola sent out a tweet yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Yesterday or today, one of the two. But he said that um he said something about this land not feeling like a land. And it was two out of three lands that it was like this. Shots weren't, like, shots weren't registering. There were a lot of blood shots. It's just a lot of inconsistency that, like, went to your gameplay. It didn't help, you know? It it didn't feel like it should have on a land environment, okay? So, Lethal put out a tweet of his own. And we know how lethal is, right? It's a little trolly, you know, like his dry, sarcastic humor gets thrown out there. You know, it's kind of who he is. He puts out a tweet with the same type of information, but in a winning sense because they won. Okay. 
And if I'm not mistaken, it was the two out of three tournaments that they won that Ola was referencing that had the bad land environment. For the record, Lethal did not say anything to Snipe uh, to Ola directly. He didn't call him out in the tweet or anything, but you could tell. I mean, if you look at it and you look at the thread, you could tell. So Snipe Down went out there. Um, or actually, I think it was Lethal's girlfriend who went out there and said something. Then Snipe Down came into the mix and said, hey, like, don't talk shit about my teammate. You're, you're indirectly talking about him. Don't do that. That's not cool. And then it's a huge spat back and forth between the three of them. Between Snipe Down, Lethal, and Lethal's girlfriend. It was a huge thing. Back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I believe Lethal's girlfriend deleted her tweets. Because I went back and looked for them and they're not there anymore. And I think she privated her Twitter. Okay? Ola... At the very end of it, if I'm not mistaken, he replied to Lethal and he said, hey, man, I respect that you won and your team did very well, but just don't do that to me. Like, that wasn't cool. Okay. So. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you doing Ola like that? What the hell did he do? He's like the nicest dude in the world. And you guys are indirectly calling him out? Come on. You're better than that. He just won. I'm going to go back to my original point. Be better. I can't believe that. You know what? I'm not even going to throw Ola in this because Ola doesn't deserve to be in this. But snipe down Lethal and Lethal's girlfriend. Why? Why? Why the pettiness? Why? Snipe down, I respect, I respect you backing up your teammate wholeheartedly. I respect that. There was a lot of pettiness, though, in all the, all the replies between the three of them. Like, do I think in, in, yeah, I'll just talk about this now. The blood shots, the inconsistency in registered shots, they very well could have affected series in this tournament. I saw, like, there was, there was one, uh, I don't know if it was exact, exactly reciprocity or snipe down specifically, but there was somebody who had a sniper and, um, it was on narrows and they're shooting somebody across map, um, on their flag. And it was a bloodshot headshot. Like that, that can change games, especially in Halo three with a little bit slower pace that it is, the more methodical approach you have to take to plays that could very well have changed that game. And I know Snipedown and Reciprocity were not the only people having this issue because GMS were talking about it as well. But not only GMS, but other teams and other players at the event were talking about these issues too. So it wasn't just a Reciprocity thing. It wasn't them bitching. Like This was an actual issue that took place that very well could have changed how series happened. Okay? But, all things considered... Come on, guys. You're better than that. At least I fucking hope to think you are. My God. Okay. 
I think it's time we get to some overall thoughts. Let's go back to the positive side of things, shall we? Done with the rants? For now. Oh, boy. Oh, I got more. Oh, no. All right. So overall thoughts. Community overall thoughts. This is all on Discord. Barco owns your face states. Phenomenal tournament. Wreck underperformed due to lack of online play, which is understandable due to Snipe Down getting married. Congrats to Tox. Snakebite is the best captain and leader in Halo. Lethal and Royal 2 and APG had strong performances. My favorite part of the tournament was watching Shotzi and Frosty playing Halo again. I've watched them play COD and it is boring. Watching them play Halo? Exciting. 343 needs to do whatever it, uh, whatever it is they need to do to keep talent like Frosty and Shotzi playing Halo. Lethal was the MVP of the tournament for me. The multi-kill to win the 27-minute long pit CTF game was uh, the play of the tournament in my opinion. Life states... Really enjoyed the tournament this weekend. Always love seeing classic Halo played at a high level. And High Tech Redneck states, Wow, the tournament was incredible. Some amazing games, and it was a lot of fun getting to meet so many awesome people. Didn't know it about the stream, but being uh, there live felt like it felt like everything ran smoothly. No major delays or anything like that. The concerts being right there beside the Halo area made it super difficult to hear at times, but live music is one of the big dream hack selling points. So what can you do? Overall, it was amazing, and a weekend I'll never forget. Very awesome thoughts indeed will what did you think about dreamhack dallas all right i I put some bullet points up here i'll run through them talk showed why they're the best team clearly i mean four owing fallen in the grand finals dominant yep wreck had their slow start as usual they they always seem to do this where they need to ramp up to production so to speak yep um Falling Esports showed some great teamwork for only having been together for like a week or two. Very short period of time. And they came in second. Um, for me, there was too many last minute team changes to know how anyone was going to perform. So kind of was like, oh, this is a new team. What are they going to do? I guess it did add a little bit to the like, oh, what's going to happen? But I'm, I'm glad you're saying that now because I'm going to touch on that later. <laughs> yep. Um, my favorite part of the tournament was uh, Infinite, Team Infinite on Guardian Ball, and three members took blue lift <laughs> to snipe. <laughs> uh, I think this was against Reciprocity. And, like, you just, who do you shoot at? You can't kill the first one, and here comes two more. <laughs> that was so great. It's hilarious to watch. Um, I think they ended up losing that game. They seemed a little discombobulated, but it was so hilarious to watch three members at once take the lift over just one by one. Uh, um, some things I wanted to say about this tournament for me personally, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about Halo Esports right now. It doesn't leave me as hyped or uh, as on edge of my seat as I used to be. Um, and I watch other Esports tournaments right now and I, I get that feeling of, oh my gosh, where I don't get it with Halo anymore. And I don't, I can't, I don't know if it's Halo 3. I don't know if it's because I know too much at this point. We're turning into a Rainbow Six uh, Siege esports oh, podcast. Yeah, no. So, never. There's, <laughs> it's too much going on over there. Um, hey, BTR, we need a new logo. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, I just, maybe it's, maybe it's because Infinite's looming over us. And I'm just, I want that here. I oh, want I can't that. Wait. To, I wait. Oh my God. Um, and, uh, but yeah, um, while there was nothing wrong with the broadcasts or like the teams, the teams played great. The, the excitement just wasn't there for me. And it was weird to feel like what's going on here. And maybe, sure. and maybe it's because again, there's nothing after this. We don't know. It's darkness we're plunging into. Hello, it, darkness, my old friend. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I just, 
there was something about it that I was like, eh. I understand. So what your your thoughts, Josh? All right. We just heard a lot of them. Let's hear some more. Here we go. I hinted at this earlier. My overall points that I want to make. Consistency in chemistry. Tox winning the tournament and remaining one of the most consistent rosters in Halo history. That's why they won. They're consistent. They have a roster that didn't change. They practiced. They're well-established. They have good chemistry between the players. Easy recipe for success. That's why no other team beat them. Hands down. Two. Falling esports containing some of the best Halo 3 players in the world, along with Frosty and Eco, who have been unbelievable not only during the tournament, but also during their entire Halo careers. That's why they took second in this tournament. It is a Halo 3 tournament. Neighbor and Ace have multiple top four finishings in Halo 3 tournaments. That's why they won. I mean, that's why they got second. Tox won because they're the better established team. Falling got second because they have some of the best players in the world, but they haven't been together for very long. Third, reciprocity having a team consisting of players who have been teaming together for many years, therefore the chemistry is there. Pistola has been Snipedown's longest running teammate, period. Roy and Lunch are brothers and have teamed with both Snipedown and Pistola many times throughout their competitive lives. Why did they get third? Because the consistency. The chemistry is there. They've teamed together for a long time. Consistency was not. They didn't practice. That's why they got third. Okay? I mean, yeah, if you... All, all these teams have, have the credentials here. Um, and just to say, Tox only dropped five games all tournament. Yep. Five games. Yep. The reason why I'm stating all that is because of all the roster changes that took place. And when people were telling me that, oh, our team's going to place high. No, you're not. When you make roster changes days or a week or two before a tournament begins, no, you're not. The only outlier here is falling esports because but what did i say the the history the history you have multiple top four finishings and two players on that roster and two of the best halo two other the best halo players in the world also on that roster yep and yes was this frosty's first halo 3 lan yes it was but guess what who is one of the most winning players in halo 5 history Frosty. Who is one of the best shots in Halo? Frosty. Huh. Funny how that works out. Another point of contention that people brought to my attention was online versus LAN. Well, I'm here to tell you, folks, that LAN is different than online. Let's break it down. This is from Noob Combo's Top Teams for DreamHack Dallas article. It's going to be linked in the show notes. This was actually updated for right before the tournament began, including all of the seeding points. Infinite, with 1,810 points, was the first seeded team going into DreamHack Dallas. But, oh, they placed 
fifth and sixth. Tox Gaming, second in seeds, 1,560 points. They took first. Lux Gaming, with 890 points, third seed going into the tournament, took ninth through twelfth this event. GMS, with 780 points, was going fourth seed in the tournament. Got seventh, eighth. But what about Falling Esports? Oh, with 640 points, they were fifth seed going into this tournament. They actually took second overall. Here's a team we didn't talk about. Mason Minotaurs. 590 points. They were sixth seed going into the tournament. They actually placed ninth through twelfth. What about Denial? 570 points. They didn't place too well in the qualifiers, but... Oh, they got fifth. We know they got fourth. They got fourth at this tournament. Sage Esports, 560 points. Seventh seed. They got fifth, sixth. And finally, oh, oh, this, this, just, this, uh, this little team here. Uh, Reciprocity. How many points are they? 320 points. Oh, they were. They didn't even qualify. They didn't even qualify. They didn't do so hot, did they? No, they didn't. They, they didn't qualify in the... They didn't do the qualifiers. There's some outlying standards. Hey, I there. don't give a shit. Fact of the matter is they got third in this <laughs> tournament. But why did I say they get third? Chemistry. Right. They've been together for so long that they know each other's play styles to a T. Online qualifiers, for this instance, don't mean shit. They just don't. So for people who are telling me that they do, will I'm not gonna no, I'm not saying that they 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 matter to the point that they could have been practiced for some of these teams. Okay. But, That's fine. But you also have to look at all the issues that happened with these qualifiers and the fact that teams dropped out consistently. Rosters changed all the time. Yeah, that's it's real tough. It's that's the whole point I'm trying to make here is that you like we so back when worlds and all that was going on there was a ton of online qualifiers yes but that's because it was worlds everyone was competing everyone was yes bringing what seemed to be their best to these qualifying tournaments yep and now that it it's it's not that it's you know grassroots tournaments teams aren't always putting i feel like they're not putting their best foot forward with these these online qualifiers so it's a hard it's a hard representation it's to get what what's actually going on. Sure. The the two points I was trying to make, the teams that played that got high seeds didn't place where you'd expect them to place based off their seeds. They weren't good enough. They made too many changes too quickly. The teams didn't have enough time to gel and you expect them to get high placings. Nope. If I I could maybe fathom that if talks and reciprocity all switched it up to if every single team was just throwing players out the window and it was a, a mixed bag but, but the fact that they didn't yeah, yeah, yeah they place higher and the reason now people are going to come at me and be like well, what about falling i said it before and i'll say it again falling has two of the best halo 3 players to ever play the game on their team they also have two of the other best Halo players in the world on their team. 
Did they not practice leading up to this event? No, they didn't. But clearly, the chemistry was there. It's as simple as that. That's, yeah, that's that's really all I want to say in regards to that point. And then finally, the last point of contention. The players to watch this tournament. The ones where I was told that they wouldn't do well. Or people thought that they wouldn't do well. Considering that they don't normally play, they, like they haven't played in Halo 3 land. Shotzi on Infinite and Frosty on Falling. Both players proved that their gun skill can carry them far. Both players had great games throughout the tournament, having consistent positive stats. Basically the whole time. Why, with, with Shotzi being the way he is, and just a great player overall, no yep. matter what he steps into, was was it he just couldn't carry the team, or did was he could did he need better teammates in this instant? Or no, I think it. I think in in Shotzi's instance, it came down to um, knowledge isn't the right word I'm looking for. Um, Awareness? No. What? It's because he he's not accustomed to three. Like it's oh sure. It's that that squad was filled with the a majority of younger talent if i'm not mistaken so to me it's just they faced once they got to the higher like the higher echelon teams and the teams that could slow things down to the pace they wanted to play at i don't think infinite were ready i don't think they're ready for that style of play they were too aggressive basically the whole time and it, it bit them in the ass but that doesn't go against what I said about Shotzi playing well, because he did play well overall. The player who played very well overall was Frosty. He played basically out of his mind the whole time. And he had a great supporting cast as well. Nothing against the the rest of Fallen. I mean, Falling. I, oh, wait, did, did that again. Falling, not Fallen. My apologies. Um, No, he played very well the whole time. He was ripping faces off. He was playing great defense. He was setting up plays. Just doing well the entire time. Um, so yeah, people who weren't expecting them to do well this tournament, you clearly don't know about gun skill because it's there. Who's your MVP for the tournament? Well, who would you Ooh. say? MVP. Who's your MVP of the tournament? I don't really know. I, I just throw a name out there. Who do you think? Frosty made some great plays. He did. But there's also if you look, if you look at Tox, I mean, all of them at one point clutched up a game. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Which was just how I mean the whole team. Just the, I know there's champions. Is but Tox your MVP? To, yeah, the whole the whole Tox team because they they just they they're just on another level. They play so well together. And really like I said, do. every member of that team showed up when they needed to. Right. And what they say, like they had to treat Royal two like their MVP and yeah. like escort him around. But then towards the end of the tournament, he's breaking out and making plays. Yep. Um, it just shows how much they can do. It's it was it's incredible. 
What what about you? Who's your MVP? APG. Yeah. Yep. Hands down. I think he, you're right. Everybody on Tox was making clutch plays. And even like on falling neighbor was making some clutch plays as well. Yeah. And, but I, I have to give it to APG on this one. He, a lot of people still doubt him. A lot of people still do. And I, for, for reasons, I have no idea. He is. I mean, do they after the, this last run? Yeah, people Tox? still do. People still do. Because they think that they think that the rest of Tox carries him. And I don't know what they're thinking because they're clearly not watching. APG is holding, holding locations down, setting plays up for the rest of his teammates, there, setting up flagpoles. There was a, um, was it Construct? No, no, no. It was, it was Capture the Flag. What's the map with all the boxes? It's very square. It's got the, uh, like the fake overshield stuff up top. Oh, oh, uh, is it? It's not on. No, it's not on slot. Is it? Is what the fuck is the name? Oh of Oh my other? god. Anyway, there's two of them. It's amplified. The, the, is it amplified? No, amplified Slayer. It's on slot. The point is, it's on slot. <laughs> Tox had Jesus the flag Christ. pulled, and maybe this. It, it could have been either that on slot or the pit. Tox had the had falling flag pulled at one point, and the run got stopped, and all that was left alive was APG. Now, the run was already on their side of the map, but APG had the sniper, and he was just able to hold down angles, take out members. It had to be the pit then. Yeah, I think this was the pit. Um, he just held down that area so they couldn't get to their flag. The team, His teammates came in behind, picked up the flag, and finished the run. Yep. And he was just there solo, 1v4. Like, what? How does that happen? How does four players not collapse on the one to get the return? And he was just, he, he held it down. Yes. He, and that, that was just one of many plays that he was a major part of for huge, huge things that happened during all the series that they played, especially the winner's final and the grand final. They, APG was on that other level that we, ex, that not only we expect from talks, but just in a player, he was just on that other level, the, basically the whole time. He never... He never fizzled out. He was constantly making plays for his team. APG, for me, MVP of the tournament. Okay. Is that all we got? That's all we got. Anything else you want to say about DreamHack? For me, no. Um, actually, Well, I'll just say that rants aside, I think the tournament was fantastic. Um, I thought the stream was great. I had no issues. Um, I thought the talent... The, the casting talent did a phenomenal job as well. We'll get to that in the shout outs. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a great tournament. I I would have been... The things I'd like to see improved for next time, a Bravo stream. I think a Bravo stream could have gone a long way. And you know what? I didn't even care about the no face cams. I really didn't. No. It, it didn't it, it didn't detract. It didn't add anything. I just thought it was, I thought it was fine. To be honest, from previous tournaments... Face cams just turned into wrong name labels. It did. Because players would switch seats or something would change before they actually started. It did. And um, honestly, they had the the overview camera of the whole setup, which was fine. And they'd pan out to that when they needed to. But to be able to see that the gameplay and just even the the little name tag over who they were viewing was was perfectly fine. Yep. I agree completely. Um, and then the other thing is I made a comment on that it wasn't streamed on Halo's or HCS's channel. Uh, they did host 
um, at one point in time. So we did get something like that, but something I'd like to see in the future, uh, just cross streams as well. Just rebroadcasting on other services. Um, get that exposure out there. Like we're, we're not dying, but we, we want that resurgence back and we know that infinite's going to help out with that. But you know, the least we could do is try to get some other streams out there and pushing out that same content, get to get more eyes on it. What were you going to say? I just, uh, just thinking about the whole scene right now. It's at, it's, it's at another low. It is. It, it is at a low. Let's point. be honest. We're at a low. Yep. Um, we don't have backing by HCS. We have the grassroots, the grassroots program, program yep. which is just slap our name on it a little bit. That's what it feels like. Um, Honestly, it does. I mean, you got a, you got tweets and a host and here's a nameplate. Um, but I mean, at least let's just be, let's be perfectly honest. At least they just didn't pull out and leave us dry. Like, do, yes, they are. Doing they are doing something. things. Yes, they are helping. But man, um, we're at a low point right now. And Halo Reach on PC needs to do something for us. Yep. I don't know if there'll be tournaments off of it, but that's going to bring a light back to Halo. If there's a LAN environment, it would. And then they need to, I mean, Infinite just has to be good. It yes. has to make sense. It has to make waves. I, I don't know if make waves is the right because I feel waves. like make making waves in the like in the gaming industry right now or competitive would be do something different. But see, here's the thing: modern warfare could make waves. True, but it's Call of Duty. It changes every year. It changes slightly every. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I I mean, yeah, I get where you're, I get what you're saying. So, I I feel like Halo is a little stuck in that. Please our community. Please esports. Yes. Like you're in the you're kind of in the middle of that. Yeah, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Because if they try to go towards making a strictly like f- competitive yeah. something, you know, it might take away from what the actual quote unquote Halo experience is based on how you view Halo and what your preference of game is. But anyway, yeah, I think just big things need to be on the horizon here. Please E3 give us something and that's what we're actually talking about next. We have our E3 preview. Josh. Yeah. What do you got? Before we get into that, brackets oh. and VODs for the DreamHack Dallas will be included in the show. It should the be show. a given at this point, hey, guys. you never know. You never know. But oh. they're there. And then also, last thing. You ruined my transition. I did. I'm really sorry, but this is a transition. piece of news. I'm sorry. It was a beautiful transition. You can redo it if you'd like. No, I'm walking out of the room now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Tashi put out a tweet that said that there are more Halo 3 events on the way. Announcements are coming very soon. And among other announcements that'll come in the near future. In regards to HCS. Okay. okay. So for the short foreseeable future, there are more Halo 3 specific events coming. And from what people are saying, there could be a potential of side tournaments taking place with other Halo games. Halo 5, too. So we'll see. But yes, Will, you're right. It's E3 predictions time. We'll go back into your segue here for a second. Um, Okay, so we asked you guys on Twitter and Discord, uh, what are your guys' E3 2019 predictions? Um, I stated mainly for Halo reasons, but if you included all your other predictions as well, not a big deal. We're going to read through them. Here we go. So on Discord, Heavy Rainfall stated, an uneducated guess, 
no flight dates for Reach, but gameplay and updated information. Gameplay of Infinite, no date. Fable 4, date and gameplay. Square Enix has another reboot, not Final Fantasy. Maybe Hitman 3 as well. More detailed gameplay of a breakpoint, uh... Oh, maybe more detailed gameplay of breakpoint. A new IP from, from Ubisoft, an RPG. Dangerous Driving 4K and multiplayer cross, uh, and multiplayer. Crossplay updates. Okay. Wait, Dangerous Driving 4K plus multiplayer crossplay updates? There you go. Dauntless update. Borderlands 3 update. Six new arcade titles. A conversation about updated support for PC platform and the Microsoft Digital Store. What I really want is a Splinter Cell reboot, a Time Splitters reboot, or a remaster conversation about the Xbox 2. Oh, a Time Splitters reboot or remaster and a conversation about the Xbox 2. Or the next Xbox. Whatever that's going to be. Life states, As for Halo at E3, I think we'll see a gameplay trailer. Probably single player, but hopefully enough to answer some of the burning questions about movement, abilities, and such. Possibly a release date to coincide with the new console, which I fear will be holiday 2020. I am personally itching for a new Halo experience and I'm praying it that it comes sooner. Well, life, your prediction of 2020 is more than likely going to be true because that's what I believe too. Duststorm states, for E3, I'm guessing an actual Infinite trailer. Maybe touch on multiplayer a bit, Halo Outpost Discovery info, and probably an unannounced Halo project. I think we'll hear more about MCC to PC from the floor. Goalie Sniper states, still trying to catch up on the tournament, but Halo at E3. I'm guessing some more Reach news. I mean, some more MCC news. And actually a date for the Reach flight. Maybe immediately after the conference? And for Infinite, I'm thinking a campaign trailer. Some more hints at what the stories are going to be about. Are we still fighting Cortana and the Created? Or are they just going to skip over that because it's meant to be a soft reboot of the series? I think some in-game footage. But no gameplay yet. If that makes any sense. So I think it means like in-engine. In-engine footage. I'm honestly hoping for Sprint and Slide and Clamber to return. I think Duck Behind Cover would be neat, but it would change the game way too much. I'm really hoping to see Blue Team again. I'm a huge fan of Blue Team, and maybe a release window. Fall 2020 or Spring 2021. But most likely fall because Halo gets released in fall. It's not going to be huge news-wise. But please give me some story to start speculating about. And if I hear the Gravemind talk at the end of the trailer, I'll shit my pants. I want the Flood back. Under the control of Cortana, because obviously she's got the logic flag. And I want to see new Flood forms and crazy cool shit to fight. If all those wild animals become infected, oh my god. Okay, I'm done. Everyone enjoy and let's get hyped about Halo again. That'd be cool, Justin. And finally, Marmar states, Halo will have a pretty strong showing if what I've been seeing is true. More about MCC on PC and bringing in a whole new community that either wanted to or experienced Halo for the first time on PC or members far gone from the community to return in strides. Halo Infinite will have a multiplayer gameplay with a possible beta announcement for the end of this year or the beginning of next year. I'm very excited to see what direction Infinite will go into. Either way, as a fan, I'm excited to have a new experience. Will I, lo- uh, will I love it? Will determine how it feels to me. Other than that, I'm expecting Ori 2 to have a release date and a new preview of possibly a new mechanic. Jedi Fallen Order to have a proper gameplay trailer. Sea of Thieves to have some awesome stuff. Gears 5 to somehow split the community and for some reason I see Splitgate hitting an Xbox console. Turn 10 will show off a new engine made for the next generation consoles, possibly a Fable 4 teaser by Playground Studios, and yet another curveball that will have Microsoft fans raving for many days to come. Personally, I want Scalebound to be a thing once again, since I feel salty about them canceling what could have been possibly a super fun game, since I'm a huge fan of adventure games like Devil May Cry and Lost Planet. A man can dream.
Will, what do you got? What do you think is going to happen? Halo related, we'll probably get some MCC on PC news. Okay. Maybe an update, maybe time frame. But it's weird because it's kind of like in production now, but they really don't know what it's going to take to complete all these games. I agree. So maybe not. Maybe it'll just be Maybe they just say they're working feature. on it. Sure. Because yes, us Halo fans know about it, but why not put it in front of everyone? Exactly. Um as for Infinite I'm going to say an in-engine trailer. No gameplay yet. Okay. Otherwise, I'm just... I, I'm, I'm trying to go in without expectations because it's a more enjoyable Yeah, then, then you can be hyped up. Yeah. More enjoyable experience if you don't have any... Like, yeah, if you just don't... If you need... If I need Halo gameplay and I don't get Halo gameplay, I don't want to be... But down, I'm just right. I'm gonna get what I'm gonna get, and that's it. That's fine. What about you? Gameplay trailer. You need a gameplay trailer. It's gonna happen. I a rele- think, a I release so. window. Uh, shut up. A release window of 2020 is gonna happen. A gameplay trailer no. is gonna happen. You don't think so? No. What? You got to think about this. I have multiple Th- times. Think about the timing, though. E3 2019 story trailer, in engine trailer. E3 2020 gameplay plus whatever this is what's gonna be in infinite get ready for the release in the fall i can totally respect that that's what i'm that's is that what you're saying that's what i'm thinking all right that's what i'm thinking it's on like donkey kong gotta gotta it's gotta sprinkle it in for us you know gotta lead up that hype can't just be like here's gameplay oh wait another year and a half you know if they had gameplay trailer now, that means a lot's done. And not necessarily. I mean, what? They did one mission. I don't think they're ready to show off gameplay until a lot's done because that means that gameplay they show has to work through the whole game. No, it doesn't. Things can change through production. <sighs> Things change all the time. Uh, I think we get a gameplay trailer. No. I really do. No. Yep. I do, I do, I do. Ooh. Little Ken and Cal. Keenan and Cal, right? Keenan and Cal? Yeah, a little orange soda. A little reference for you. I wonder if anybody's going to understand what the hell I just said. Um, especially that, when I said Ken and Cal the first time. That show's coming back. Is it? All that? No New way. New cast and whatnot. Oh, I but don't care anymore. They're bringing all that back. I want them to bring all the old people back. <laughs> they might. I mean, they might make cameos if you think about it. You Why? know what would be amazing? If they did like an SNL-type show... Like in all that, but they brought everybody back and made it more adult themed, like more adult themed than SNL. Call it all that and a bag of chips. Oh, that'd be sick. Because it's like after hours. Oh my God, dude. That'd be amazing. (laughs) I want everybody back now. I want Amanda Bynes. We need to go. We need to go. Crazy self. We need to go pitch to Nickelodeon right now. Yes. It's it's on Nick at night. Oh my God. We're geniuses. (laughs) We can't. We gotta pitch this. And then while we're at it, we're gonna bring back uh, Nickelodeon. Is it Gas? Gas, I believe, was the channel. Yeah, their sports channel, right? Yeah. Like yeah, I want like that back, game too. show. Yes. And, do you remember the aggro crag? Yes. And did yeah. you, like the trophy's a piece of the aggro crag? Yeah. Yep. Dude, we need this back. Legends of the Hidden Temple, figure it out. Apparently, Legends of the Hidden Temple wasn't such a great thing for the contestants. 
I've heard. You think I care? <laughs> it was great for spectating. Um, okay, back on topic. But yeah, I think we need a gameplay trailer. And you know what? You're more than likely going to be right. You are more than likely going to be right. And I am going in with high expectations, which is probably going to be torn down. And I'm going to be sitting in a corner crying. And we're going to talk about it next week. And I'll be like, I just wanted a gameplay trailer, Will. <laughs> and I didn't get it. Um, but no, you're you're probably if, more than likely right. Okay. I was going to say, Brian thinks the same thing, right? Where it's probably just an in-engine trailer. So, I want and I'm expecting a gameplay trailer. Will it happen? More than likely not. But I'm not going to let my dreams be dreams. I'm going to let them be hopes and expectations. I'm going to watch they get crumbled down before me. That is what I got. Um, other things, Gears 5 is going to be there. Absolutely. Apparently the show is going to be around two hours long, which means that they're going to have a lot to show, which again leans into why I think that Halo will have a gameplay trailer because like, I think they're going to spend a good chunk on Halo Maybe not just Halo Infinite, obviously. Maybe they rope some other things in there, too. Um, but I think that has a big presence, obviously. Tentpole franchise. Um, Gears 5 will have a huge presence as well. Um, Tentpole franchise. And I agree with what people are saying, and there could be an unannounced IP, something big, something meaty. Um, whether that be a start of a new franchise, I have no idea. Forza is going to be there. Duh. Because they have to. They're there every year. Um, and here's a question. Do you think we get, do you think we get a tease or any information about the next console? Two hour long show. They already said they don't have as many games as they did last year. If I'm That's not mistaken. So what do you think? Interesting. Um, they, uh, with, with PS5 specs kind of being released mm -hmm. and they're, them that Wired article? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they have to be like, this is what we're doing. Look at us. Sony's not here showing off their stuff. We're here. True. Not. We're, we're here to show you what we got. And this is it. That'd be cool. I can see that. Here's, okay, follow up. Okay. You think they do like the trailer like they did with uh, the Project Scorpio or well, Xbox One X? Or do you think they like actually, they do the trailer, right? Mm -hmm. And then Phil Spencer comes out and on a pedestal on the floor. Or on like during the presentation is the box. I don't think they're that far. You don't think so? No. I don't think so either. For the record, just like try to think that'd be kind of could be pretty. That, that would have that. to be based on the 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 R and D would basically need to be completed at that point. It's like this is the final design. Yeah, be huge. Yeah, yeah. Ba and based on the release points of E three and Scorpio, which which turned into the Xbox One X, right? Um, was. E3 and then release. Yep. Shortly after. Yes. So, or you know, fall after. So, that means it would be ready this fall, which I don't think it's going to be. No, I think it's 2020. So we'll we'll see it at next E3. I along I can with, agree with that. Along with gameplay trailer that you can now play of Halo Infinite on the new box. Boom! There it is. Boom! There it is. Um, that's actually a really good point. It's a really good point. Why not wait to show gameplay until it's going to be on the new box? They're trying to sell boxes, man. But they could also show it 
with the 4K HDR capabilities of the Xbox One X, currently the world's most powerful console. Or they could show it 1440p, 144 frames on PC. <laughs> Just for me. Um, no, but I, I think it... <laughs> um, no, that, that definitely leans more into the gameplay coming next year, not this year. So I understand. I understand. Um, I do think the console is definitely a next year type thing for being shown off. Yeah. But I think it'd be really cool if we got like that hint. We might get a, a short trailer yeah, or I think that'd be cool. Boom. You know, just a, maybe just the name, a name. Yeah. Um, and n- none of the project stuff, just like, give us the name of the console. What is it going to be? Come out strong. Yeah, but you don't really know until it's, but maybe they do. Maybe they're bold I enough mean, to be like PS five. Fuck you. Here's what we got. Bitch. I mean, uh, you didn't really it took a while for you to find a baby name, right? That that project is their baby, process. and you don't really know until the end of the process when you're locked in. I know we're running long here, but I'm gonna ask you one last question. Okay. What do you think they call it? What would you name it? If you if you were in charge, if you were in charge of the Xbox team, what would you name that console? Well, let's see. They went from Xbox. Yes. To Xbox 360. Correct. To Xbox One. Yep. To Xbox One X, which spells Xbox. Yep. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you went from the Xbox to the 360 to the Xbone to the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what can you call it at this point? If you were in charge, what would you call it? I mean, they had the Xbox One S. They did. And they, they also had the, the, they didn't name it this, but they had the 360 S as well. The slim version of the slim. 360. They had the 360 E, if I'm not mistaken, which was the uh, redesigned slim. I mean, do you just go to Xbox Two at this point? <laughs> do you? No, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't. It just, No doesn't work. It doesn't. Like, when they said Xbox One being the all-in-one entertainment system, I'm like, okay, I can buy that. But, yeah, Xbox Two. X squared. <laughs> I don't know. In partnership with T-squared. Yeah. We're going to get you fragging like, like, like a, a pro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-installed videos on your yes, X2. Yes! I'm so in. I'm uh, so in. No, what, uh, what do you call it at this point? There's no, like linear progression i can't fathom what it would be any ideas from your end your your gears are turning over there i can see it in your eyes in your head the microsoft box microsoft box why not just call it the x the x degeneration x God damn it. Bringing it back to wrestling. Yeah. Um, Suck it. <laughs> That's what they did, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so many uh, references in this episode. This is ridiculous. 90s kids. Can you tell we're 90s kids? Not um, at all. <laughs> um, 90s Nickelodeon kids. Yeah. Uh, the the well, X. What they call it? Yeah, why not just the X? What if they call it X and it's literally like box shaped this time? So it's an X box. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> like the Amazon recast? Well, That's it, like a literal box. Yeah, I mean, it's discless. 
right? Maybe you. Th- oh fuck! So it could just Do be you a think small it's going box. To be? It could be literally whatever they could fit, like GPU, CPU, coolers, and internet. And it's literally the X box. Nailed it. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. This is <laughs> ridiculous, okay? This is amazing. It's not gonna happen. Do you think there's a disk drive in there? I don't think there will be. Well they made that they were gonna make they well. I wouldn't think it was going to be a mistake originally because I was basically in that all digital future anyway at that point. But there was a lot of people upset that their original take was going to be not including one. It was basically going to be all streamed. Right. That's tough. That means you'd have to move to an all digital marketplace. I think they include one. Yeah. Because they had the upper hand against PlayStation, including a 4K Blu-ray player in the S and the X. That, yeah, that's that's a huge buying point. And the the original PlayStation 4 and the Pro did not. Just a straight up Blu-ray player. So I think they include one. I think it's still 4K because it's going to be a 4K console, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to be leaning more, though, into the streaming model because they have their partnerships that they're working on. And they, they came out last year and they said, hey, this is the future, and we've made progress. There's still work to be done, but this is going to be it. Do you think there's anything at E3 about Microsoft and Sony when they partnered up, right? They had that little picture of them shaking hands. Sure. I think they to work on the streaming service, right? Apparently, Sony did not have a lot of say in that, based off reports that came out. Apparently, it was a lot of Microsoft's doing, which is, I mean, it's I fine. Mean, it's fine. We're working but- together, so. Yeah, hopefully some good comes out of it and they do make progress. I agree. And hopefully we can see maybe what they're working on or what's going on on that side of things. I do think that we'll get a bigger representation of that at this E3. Because clearly they've had a year to work on it. They've been working on it for a long time. Um, Not just this year, but like years previous. So it is what it is. Um, Anything else you want to say about E3 before we move on? Nope. That's all I got. All right. Will, it's time for some shout outs. First and foremost, happy birthday to Nated and Jesse Sio. You guys are fantastic. Congratulations. One year older, one year wiser, hopefully. Next up, shout out to Guy Blaze Live on Twitter for his fantastic thread. So this, I wanted to read this out because it makes so much sense. This is a tweet, and I quote. Well, it's a thread, and I quote. If you're a lazy player, no heart, terrible teammate, always whining, feel entitled, and or always speaking negatively, I will never acknowledge or praise you for anything you do in any game. You're irrelevant in my world. When I competed, I, the grind was sacred, overcoming all obstacles and negativity thrown my way, proving everyone wrong and proving myself right, talking less and working harder, creating brotherhood with my teammates. You gotta fucking love the process or you won't ever succeed. Come on. A lot of you esports players haven't even hit your true potential and have not taken esports to the professionalism it needs to be at, it needs to be at because y'all won't grow the fuck up. Like you're traveling the world playing video games and you don't want to do everything it takes to stay there. Y'all can't even pay attention in and focus in scrims and practice. You guys need to be creative and leaders. Set the pace. Be a good soldier if that's who you are. 
Stop wasting your teammates' time and rethink your purpose around why you play if you think this is all really just a game. My legs are numb now, but thank you for uh, thank you for coming to my twit talk on why negative energy is keeping those same placings in your life and you still don't know why. So I replied to him and I said this was amazing, but the same goes for not just players. The same goes for others in the esports scene as well. Organizers, org owners, coaches, doesn't matter. Goes towards everybody. I thought that was a really great threat. Next up, shout out to all the amazing talent at DreamHack Dallas. This included Lottie, Lethal, Wonderboy, Gaskin, Clutch, T-Squared, and Heinz. You guys all did a phenomenal job. And then also shout out to everyone behind the scenes that helped to provide a great tournament experience for both live and online spectators. You guys are the real legends, the real MVPs. Thank you guys for everything that you do as well. And then finally, shout out to Maddie Rums of Noob Combo for providing series updates all weekend long for DreamHack Dallas. Considering there was only one stream, this was doubly amazing. Maddie, you're fantastic. It was great seeing all those updates. Thank you for keeping us all in the loop. You're fantastic. Will, that does it for the shout outs. What do we got for community creations this week? As always, there's Meme Monday on Reddit. We have a YouTube video talking esports episode three by Ozarts and Palshi. We have another YouTube video, Daily Twitter Clips, Volume 8 by Scud Puddle. Again, another YouTube video, Clips of the Week number four by High Tech Rednick. We have Halo 1 Hub announced by NU Halo 1 Hub. Oh, it's supposed to be by Halo 1 Hub. I by, just typed. It's, uh, it's like new Halo, what? Yep, anyway, I'm an um, idiot. <laughs> go check out the website. Link will be prov- provided in the Google Doc show notes. Um, One Last Ride Infinite by Boobadoo and Bump, YouTube video. The Identical Twins Who Conquered Halo. By the Score Esports YouTube video. Ogre 1 and Ogre 2. Correct. It's a uh, fantastic video. Go check it out. Uh, we have a, you know, <laughs> the rest are YouTube videos. I'm just going to read through the titles here. Go ahead. Frosty is Insane. Dreamhack Daylo 2019 Best Plays and Moments by Paradise Halo. Puckets Top 10 Plays of the Week number 7. Virtual Halo Interview with Hidden Xperia. Halo Outpost Discovery Behind the Scenes Episode 2 and 3 all on YouTube. Go check them out. A lot of good stuff. And again, uh, that virtual Halo interview with Hidden Xperia. Great interview. Excited to see what they continue to do in the future. Go follow them on Twitter. Yep. Is You're that waiting it? for me to say that's it for community Yes, I am. Oh my. That's it. For what? Moving on. For- <laughs> We're done with the community creations. <laughs> Thanks, Will. You could I have appreciate just kept that. The, you were talking. You should have just kept it rolling. Oh no, no, no! That's yours. That's all. I can't. I can't take that away. Like it's the viewers, the the listeners, the viewers, the li- <laughs> the listeners are anticipating your sultry voice to carry them through to the end of the show. This episode's long enough. Let's just keep going. Let's let's keep going. You all know. Right. Let's keep... T- I'm just kidding. We'll plug the show, please. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, 
plane, play, Spa, Stitcher, and Podbean. I'm reading all these at once, and they're melding together. Go check us out on your favorite podcast service. We are on Discord. We have a Discord. Join the community discussion. A lot of great things going on over there. There are. We have our Xbox Club and Spartan Company. Get ready for Halo Infinite. That's going to ramp up. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mixer for a little bit longer, and Esportspedia. <laughs> yeah, for those who are paying attention to our headers... You may see that there's a logo that got changed. Search for... Not just ours. HCS Pro Talk <laughs> on all those sites. Do it. Josh, what do we have on the next episode coming out next Tuesday? On the next episode, on next Tuesday, Will, we have our E3 2019 post show. Was Will right with an in-engine trailer? Was Josh horribly wrong with a gameplay trailer? We'll find out that and more next week. And we also have a potential topic that we're going to talk about because we're expecting a little bit of news before that, before next week's episode, the future of Halo tournaments before infinite. We were told there's going to be more Halo three. Hopefully we get another announcement in this next week. We can talk about it next week. Let's hope. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 76 of HGS pro talk. We want to thank you very much for listening rants and all. And, uh, I just want to take one small opportunity to say that for everybody that is positive within this community, within our community, thank you for making all this worth it. Thank you for taking your time to listen to our show. Listen to us ramble about Halo for two and a half, sometimes three hours. It seriously means the world. And I'm just happy to have Will as a co-host as well. And thank you for producing the show. Thank you for being here week in, week out with me. Why are you getting all sentimental? I, just, I really mean it. I really yeah. mean it. Yeah. And some days are hard, you know, and it, for me, it makes it worth it that I get to come here every Monday and or Sunday, whatever day we actually record and just talk to you and have a good time talking about some Halo. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll, uh, We'll talk to you next week where we talk about some E3 stuff. It's going to be a good time. But until then, bye-bye.